True conversion brings true radical change. Church, let us pray that the Lord will find us faithful. Oh, to assign us to be messengers, messengers for him while we are living. There are many people in the church here who might be hearing the gospel, they've heard the gospel, but they've never had an encounter with Jesus. God is light, and when he is coming to you, he comes in light, because he is light. And light will expose darkness. And light will drive away darkness. That is what happens when you become born again. The light of God comes into you. And the works, the unfruitful works of darkness, as the Bible says, flee. Every conversion brings a radical change. So if somebody says he or she is converted, and there is no radical change that conversion is doubted because if you look inside the scriptures everyone that jesus touched every life that was changed something changed in their lives you know in the book of Acts chapter 9, it talks about the conversion of Paul. Saul of Tarsus changed to Paul. Paul was a very famous man in his days. He was of the Sanhedrin, the highest court in the land. They make laws and, and they could break them and nobody would ask them. Their, their decision was final. And when you belong to that decision-making class, everybody is subject to you. And everybody fears you. The Bible says he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. That means he kept the law. He kept the law to the detail. And he came from the tribe of Benjamin. When Jesus came and brought a change of life and left the disciples and the church started in Jerusalem. Persecution came in because every child of God must have persecution. And so when persecution came in, the first, the first martyr was Stephen. So when they called Stephen, and they were about to kill Stephen. The clothes of Stephen were put on the, the feet of Saul. And so Saul was a very powerful persecutor. He consented to the killings of Christians. And uh, the Bible says he was very zealous in that. Now, we cannot blame Paul because Paul thought he was doing it for God. He was very zealous to see that the laws of Judaism were kept. And so this new thing that came was very strange. And so he had to fight against it. And that is why he was so zealous going about persecuting and killing every Christian. And so when Stephen was killed... 
He now took letters to go to Damascus to arrest the Christians. And in those days, the Christians were nicknamed the Way. The Way. So they were called the Way. As Saul was on his way, something happened. Now first, let me say this. The fact that you are so sincere on something does not mean that it is true. The fact that you are so zealous and everybody approves what you are doing does not mean that it is true. And this is it. There are many people who think that there are several ways to go to heaven. No. The fact that people are so sincere in worshipping other things, believing that those things will lead them to heaven or is another way to heaven, it doesn't make it to be the truth. And so Paul was very zealous. Very zealous. Just like some today in the society, they are very zealous in church. They cannot fail from going to the church. But the truth is not in their hearts. Some can die for the church. Okay? Some can die for the church. But they cannot die for Christ. Many of you before coming to know Jesus, or before coming to have an encounter with Jesus, were so religious, so religious. When you heard about born again, you were like born again, those guys over there. Please, go, don't go closer to those born again guys. After all, my church is press. My church is cut. My church is re. My church is met. My church is this. So don't talk about born again. You were so sincere, but sincerely mistaken. So Paul was so sincere, persecuting the Christians, and thought he was doing God's service. But he was sincerely mistaken. And so on his way to Damascus, he was so happy, zealous for the Lord. And God saw his zeal and wanted to turn that zeal for his own zeal. Because he's a good God. When he came closer to Damascus, there was a light that shone on him. And it was stronger than the 12 o'clock noon. When that light shone on him, it means something was happening. God is light. And when he is coming to you, he comes in light. Because he is light. And light will expose darkness. And light will drive away darkness. That is what happens when you become born again. The light of God comes into you. And the works, the unfruitful works of darkness, as the Bible says, flee. The devil cannot stay where there is light. Many things are being done in the dark. Isn't it? You remember when you were doing those things in the dark. Okay? I know some of you are pretending as if you, you, you never. But you know what you were doing in the dark. 
When light comes on, you say, put off that light. <laughs> but when the light comes, when God's light comes, that light comes to work great things in your life. Amen. And so the Bible says, a light fell on him while he was closer to Damascus. And then when that light came, Paul fell. You see, you can be as strong as anything, but when you meet God, you will fall. Come on, I say you will fall. The light shone, and Paul went to the floor. As I said, when God touches you, your life must change. When his salvation comes to you, your life must change. You can't be the same. Listen. Until you fall, God cannot pick you up. Until you go down, God cannot pick you up. And it is him who shines his light on you and you find yourself helpless and you go down. And then he will pick you from the ground and make you what he wants to make you. Listen, if you have been struggling in your life, if you have been fighting the spirit of God in your life, God says, give your life to me. This, today, I am asking you to surrender your life to God. The Bible says it is better to fall on the rock and get little bruises than for the rock to fall on you. Because when the rock falls on you, it crushes you. Paul fell to the ground and he said, Lord, who are you? Who is this man? Mighty Saul. A Sanhedrin from the tribe of Benjamin. A man feared. Who are you? He thought he was speaking to a man. <laughs> and a voice came. I am Jesus. Wow. I am Jesus. Whom? You are persecuting. Today, Jesus is appearing to many Muslims as Jesus and telling them, I am, I am Jesus. To some people, he will not say, I am Jesus. They will just know. But to some, he will tell them, I am Jesus. In the case of Paul, Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Because Paul did not know that he was persecuting Jesus. He thought he was persecuting a group. And for those of you who are persecuting the church, you are not persecuting just the church, you are persecuting Jesus. For those of you who are doing everything to stop the move of God in the church, you are not stopping just the church, you are trying to stop the move of the Holy Spirit. And God will do something. Now I now know that it is Jesus. What do you want me to do? 
When you've come in contact with the Savior, with the King of Kings, the next thing that you will ask is, Lord, what do you want me to do? The Bible says when he fell to the ground, he became blinded for three days. For how many days? Three days. How many days? Three days. three days. He was blinded. And in that blindness, many things were going through his mind. How would my life be? I have been persecuting these people. What will be my reputation? Shall I ever see again? What will the people talk about me? Who am I after this blindness, after this encounter? When you meet God, things are bound to change in your life. Now listen to me. There's no salvation from birth. You cannot say I was born again when I was born. Okay? You cannot say so. You see, just simple. To know those who don't even know what they are talking about, they have never been born again, just ask them, are you born again? Are you a Christian? They tell you, uh, yes, when I was a child. When somebody starts with when I was a child, you just know that they don't know what they are talking about. They don't know. Because you don't inherit Christianity can inherit it from your parents. Nothing. You have to take it personally. There has to come a time in your life that you make a decision, a clear decision for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Inasmuch as Jesus himself appeared to, to, to Saul, God still wanted him to go unless somebody minister the way of salvation to him. Amen. Go, somebody will tell you what to do. Jesus did not say, okay, I have saved you, I've done everything, just go and be preaching. He had to go to somebody to expound the way. And that is what also happened in the house of Cornelius. When Cornelius was a, a giver, a great giver, he feared God. But God knew that with all his giving and with all his fear of him, if he died, he would still go to hell. And so God said, uh, Cornelius, send somebody to Joppa. There's a man there called Peter. Call for him. Let him come and expound the way to you. God is a good God. Amen. And so in other words, if you are so good and so zealous like Paul and so good arms giving as Cornelius, you must know the way. I say you must know the way. Amen. You must seek for the way in order to be saved because your arms and what? And your kind of good life will not take you to heaven. Amen. 
will not take you to heaven there's only one way and that way is through Jesus he said you'll be told and he said arise and the Bible says there were men with him and the man who journeyed with him stood speechless hearing the voice but seeing nobody hearing what come on hearing what but Paul was the one having the encounter there are many people who can hear a voice but they will not have any encounter there are many people who hear the gospel there are many people in the church here who might be hearing the gospel they've heard the gospel but they've never had an encounter with Jesus they heard the voice but they did not see Paul got everything you can hear you can hear the gospel very well but do you submit to that gospel you can know the truth of redemption objectively but do you submit yourself to that truth Oh, you are just a hearer. Oh, the gospel preached today. The bishop preached a wonderful sermon. I was so touched about it. But your life still the same. You decided not to make a step to enter the water in order to be cleansed. So they heard the voice, but they didn't see. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. This is a powerful man who was so powerful going to Damascus, walking on his two legs and talking with his mouth and seeing everything. And now, after having an encounter on the road with the God of all creation, now somebody had to lead him. Paul! Why are you being led? I have an encounter. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but this man who spoke to me that was persecuting his church is going to take control of my life. I don't know what the future holds, but my life has been turned over to him. I have now surrendered my heart, my life to him, and he will take the course of my life somebody lead me somebody is leading me and this person will not lead me forever because the one who spoke to me is going to do something great in my life so they let him listen there are still men who hear the voice of god pray that you will be that christian who will hear the voice of god that when god wants to do something he will say andrew Mary, there's somebody that I want to save. And I have to send my servant, Ananias. And the Bible says, God appeared to him in a vision. He showed him a vision. Can God come to you and say, Andrew, I have something for you. There's somebody that is that I will be bringing to you, and I want you to show him the way. Can God depend on you? 
Today there are so many Christians that are not dependable. God looks around and God is asking, whom shall I send? Oh, there is there's somebody praying and I don't have anybody that I can send that praying person to for help. Why? Because so many Christians have become so lukewarm, so selfish, that everything is about them. They don't listen anymore to the voice of God. They don't have time anymore for the voice of God. But thank God for the, for the Ananiasis. Yeah. I want to be somebody that the Lord can rely upon and say, Pius, there's somebody that I'm sending to you. Church, let us pray that the Lord will find us faithful. Oh, to assign us to be messengers, messengers for him while we are living. Ananias was an open man. He worshipped the Lord. He loved the Lord. That from heaven, God said, Saul, um, I will send you to my servant in the street called in the street called Street in Damascus. There he lives. And I will speak to my servant because when I speak to my servant, he won't disobey me. Do you know that many times when God speaks to his people, they disobey him? Yes. Just very simple things. Simple. How can God assign great things to you if on very minute things you disappoint him. And Ananias said, God, no. This man, this man, no, this man, no. We know why he's coming. He's pretending. He's pretending. He's not yet converted. You know, sometimes some people's life have been so so bad and so terrible that many Christians doubt their conversion. Take for example, if somebody has been has been a murderer and you know him very well and the society knows him very well, and the next day they say he's, he has believed and they are sending him to you for counseling that, okay, let him come to where you are in your house. What will happen in your mind is, let me have some security around me, and let me have some cameras around me, because you are doubting because of his past life. <coughs> yes, I know that you spoke to me, but this man, I'm not sure. Then God said to Ananias, he is praying. He is praying. He has prayed. Please. It is me. Don't fear. I have done a work in his life. And he will suffer many things. He will suffer many things. He is converted. And then God changed his name from Saul. To what? To Paul. And Ananias prayed for him. And scales fell off his eyes and he started seeing again Amen. and then he spoke to him things change
The Bible says he was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Right there. Two things. When he came out of that, the first thing, water baptism. The Holy Ghost came upon him. A radical encounter. Conversion brings what? Radical change. After a radical encounter, a radical change, he went now into the temple and started preaching the very Christ that he persecuted. That is what happens, my brothers and my sisters. When you have had an encounter with Jesus, you will start to preach him. Amen. Somebody, you will start to preach him. Amen. You can't know him and be quiet. There's no way. There's no way that you can say, I've had an encounter, a light came on me. And, I, and this Jesus spoke to me and changed my life. And then you will be quiet. It can happen. It can happen. Because there will be something burning inside you. Your life is being opened up in such a way that you've never known before. Something happened that you can be quiet. Something happened that you can't just go to your job and then you are quiet. It doesn't work that way. True conversion brings true radical change. And listen to me again. If you were to approach the gates of heaven, will the angels of God open the gate for you or not? Has there been a radical encounter in your life? Are you converted like Paul? I know from this time forward, the life of Paul was completely changed. He was never himself anymore. He died for the cause for which he stood. He was beaten many times. His reputation was lost. He was not more himself. And that is why he said, it's not I that liveth, but Christ who lives in me. Because he had an encounter while going to Damascus. On the way God changed him. A radical change happened in his life. That is what is meant by being born again. Let me ask you again. I think the Spirit of God is emphasizing I don't know whether you are born again. I don't know whether if you were to leave this world, you stand at a gate. The angels will look up in the book of life and find your name. Will your name be there? Is your name there? I want you to touch Christ today. There's no sin too big that God cannot forgive. Nobody loves you like Jesus. Nobody loves you like Jesus. 
in spite of what you have done in spite of who you are his love for you is more than the love of anything here on earth he loves you just as you are he knew that Paul was ignorant but he loved Paul and he decided to save Paul Paul yielded to him and became an apostle to the Gentiles a man with revelation a man who changed the course of many people's lives and those of you viewing by television a true conversion comes with radical change do you know Jesus Paul's life was completely changed because he met God when you meet God your life will never be the same and I want you to meet God today because he loves you it is sin that has kept you down it is unbelief that has kept you down God wants to forgive you God wants to change you God wants to change that thing that has held you down for many years and only Jesus Christ can change and only Jesus Christ can save give your life to him now go down on your knees and confess your sins to him and ask him to forgive you the Bible says he is the only Savior no other Savior only Jesus Christ will save you